Welcome back to our latest episode of the Sweat and Serve podcast. I'm your host, Evan Budrovich. This episode features one of the most prolific players on the Campbell bench. Not a player currently on the floor, but Lindsey Bowen, the Michigan State standout, who finished her career fourth all-time in scoring for the Spartans. We sat down and chatted about her incredible career, including her trip to the national championship game as a sophomore. We even dive into her route into the coaching world, because remember, right after she played in college, a trip to the New York Liberty, then an overseas career, and all came back to the States to start as a video coordinator at Texas Tech. So sit back, relax, and I really think you're going to enjoy this latest discussion of hoops on this episode of Sweat and Serve. Okay, Lindsay, when you graduated from Michigan State, you were top three all-time in scoring. Unfortunately, as the years go on, you've moved to fourth, but <laughs> give me a sense of what it was like playing for your hometown school just 30 minutes from your home growing up and being able to be such a huge contributor to that program. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a great experience. Um, it was my dream to play at Michigan State. Um, and I'm not sure if you know this, but when I was 10, I wrote a little mini contract that said, I, Lindsey Bowen, will play basketball for Michigan State University. Gave it to my mom. She put it in her purse. And, you know, many years later, it was a dream come true. And just the experience was awesome. Um, going to a Final Four, going to a national championship. And um, when I was little, I went to the camps. And I just always, always wanted to go to Michigan State. Which is funny because your hometown is about 30 minutes from one school and 30 minutes from that school with the M on it, you know, right across the way. So – was that a family thing that got you into Michigan State, or like you said, just you as a kid growing up loving them? Yeah, just um, 30 minutes away growing up, going to their camps when I was young, um, going to all the games. I actually looked up to Jamie Wesley. She was my role model, and she was from a really small town called Morris, and that was like 20 minutes away from where I grew up. And so I was like, hey, if she can do it, I can do it. <laughs> and so I really, really liked her a lot. Once you got on the campus, there was a huge revival in the program, over 100 wins in your four years. I know you're very humble and you won't admit it, but you were a huge part of that with those teams. When you just think about now, years later, of what you guys were able to accomplish, how do you even fathom some of the success and some of those trips to the tournament and, and just those deep runs you guys had? Right. I mean, that was the goal, you know, going into Michigan State was to continue to build, 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 and, and get to the championship level. And um, when I was young, that's what I dreamed about. Um, going to a Final Four, winning championships, celebrating with my teammates. And um, we had a lot of good players, and we played as a team, and we fought together. And it wasn't easy, but, you know, we, we were really together, and that's, that's what we wanted to do. The coaches get the honor of going to the Final Four every year for the coaches' convention and, and being a part of that. But as a player, your sophomore year, you got to compete in the Final Four and in the national championship game. How do you – how do you – experience that what's going through your mind with all the the lights and the events and all that stuff's going on yeah it's very exciting there's a lot going on um but as coach P always said you had to like keep it in the fist you know within ourselves and we couldn't get too distracted with what was going on outside and like I said it was just a team effort and uh, we focused on each other and you know that's how we were so successful and that same year the men's program also went to the final mm -hmm. four so Obviously, when you're in East Lansing, like, is, is that just the conversation for a month straight, just the success <laughs> of basketball that year? Yeah, um, Final Fours and national championships and, you know, Michigan State men have always been great, and so we were just trying to get to their level. And um, it's just an exciting time when both teams can go the same same year. 
obviously Michigan is a team that you guys love to compete against. Was there a rival that stood out to you being in the Big Ten just growing up? Michigan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's huge. That's a huge rivalry. And um, it was I was very lucky to never lose to them in my four years. And um, that was just really fun. Lindsay, you had the honor of playing my Trojans as well in that Final Four run. Your sophomore, oh, yeah, you scored right. 19 in that game. I looked it up. Wow. I, I think you only missed – let me check the numbers. I want to make sure we get it right. No, you hit five threes in that game. You sunk my Trojans when they were kind of rolling in the early 2000s. But yeah, I that, won't hold it against you in this podcast. Yeah. Um, I don't remember much about that game. I do remember that it was very close to the end. And there was a scramble for the ball. And Rene Haynes picked it up and laid, up, laid it, the layup in. And um, I don't know, we, we ended up winning by a two or three or something close like that. But that was what kind of sparked us in that run, I think. You know, it's funny because just being a Pac-12 guy growing up, I see Vanderveer at Stanford. I, I see mm -hmm. UCLA and, and USC basketball, now Oregon State rolling. Big Ten women's basketball, kind of a sneaky elite conference in terms mm -hmm. of talent. It may not have the ACC powers, but definitely it feels like over the last decade or so there's programs that are on the rise, and it, it's a really good Power Five conference. Yeah, the Big Ten, I mean, some teams are really rising. Maryland now, they're in it. They're ranked. Indiana's ranked. Uh, Michigan State at one time was ranked this past year, but um, Michigan, they're they are also, you know, in, in the Big Ten doing well too. So it is. It's a fun conference, and it's competitive every game. This is a podcast, so I'll describe this for you. Lindsay said Michigan. Her eyes kind of rolled. She looked down <laughs> into the ground. She gave her little two thoughts on it and had to move on. I, I figured it's that intense. But um, then after your college basketball career, because you had a neat opportunity to play the WNBA mm -hmm. in New York. We were actually just there a couple of weeks ago driving through the city. And to get to that professional level, obviously a dream that every right. boy or girl has growing up. But mm -hmm. for you to be able to experience that and play at that highest level, what's that like just as a player? Yeah, I wanted to, um, after college, continue playing, and I was fortunate enough to get, get the opportunity to go overseas and then play one year in the WNBA. Um, it's competitive, it's quicker, it's stronger, faster, you know, at that level. But um, I was very blessed to be able to, you know, play in both of those leagues, and it was fun. I mean, teammates were fun, we had a great time, and um, as a professional, you have a little more leeway to do kind of what you want. You had the honor at Michigan State of you're kind of a Ronnie Fisher type of player, if you think <laughs> about it. You ended up the yeah. all-time record holder for free throw shooting, obviously top five in scoring, and that's a number that is just prolific in terms of the amount of points. One of the best three-point shooters of all time. Do you feel like you'd be a good fit in, in Ronnie Fisher's system today? Oh, yeah. I think hardworking, blue-collar, maybe not so much the defense. I didn't play much defense, <laughs> but I love to shoot the three-point shot, <laughs> and I think that would fit in well with, with Coach. It, it's fascinating, too, because he, he brought you on mm -hmm. after working at other programs and getting your foot into the coaching world. What's mm -hmm. that conversation like when he calls you? or How did you guys kind of meet, I guess, to, to get this all set up? You know, it, it was weird because um, I didn't have a job at the time, and I was every morning waking up and putting my resume into coaches. I was calling coaches. Um, I was trying to just get my resume and cover letter out there. And there are a couple of websites that post jobs. And Presbyterian College, I was like, had no clue about it. And so I sent my stuff to Coach Fisher. And then um, I get a call, what, the next day. And I think it was Coach P or somebody saying, hey, Coach Fisher called me about you, and you know, about this opportunity. And so I went in for an interview, and it was just a great fit. You know, Coach Fisher as a coach, um, being really good X and O's guys and just a really good guy all around, um, kind of um, was what I was looking for. 
it's fascinating too because just this past week we were at Presbyterian and mm-hmm. you spent a year there. Of course, Ronnie spent nearly two decades. That whole staff is kind of ingrained into Clinton. As you go back and, and visit old stomping grounds, mm-hmm. even like FIU a couple of years right. ago when we went there, as a coach, what's that like just reflecting on previous experiences as you now visit in your new role? Right. It's fun to go back. Um, every experience is kind of, you know, I've grown and learned a lot from each experience. And um, here with Coach Fisher, um, he's done a great job building the culture and the team. And, you know, we're hardworking. That's kind of, you know, what I'm about as a player, you know, and as a coach and as a person. When you see these girls today, obviously we talk about the scoring defense is always up there. Mm-hmm. The wins keep rising. What stands out to you when you just look at the collective body of this group? I love our team, man. They fight so hard. They compete, and um, they play hard, and they play for each other. And um, I think that's all you can ask when they give great effort and have a great attitude every day. Is that something as a coach? So obviously you're recruiting a lot of these kids, and you're meeting them. Do you have to sit them down and kind of say, hey, like, this is what it you sign up for when you play for Ronnie. <laughs> not that it's a bad thing, but it is kind of yeah. a, hey, it's not just you're going to have the ball and dribble drive. Like, is there a conversation right. like that when you're recruiting these kids? Oh, yeah, definitely. When when they come on campus, you know, we sit them down. We take them through a PowerPoint. Um, we tour around campus with them, and we talk to them a lot about what it's going to take to play at the next level and what to expect. And um, that it's not going to be easy, that you're going to have to work your butt off to get playing time. And um, nothing's going to be handed to you. And so they know, they know coming into it. That has to be neat because I'm thinking back to your Michigan State experience and you grew up one of the best players in, in the entire state and you were voted second for the Miss <laughs> Michigan basketball. You know, the award every state yeah. has. But what's fascinating <laughs> to me, and I think you'll, you'll love to tell about this, is your teammate at Michigan State who was a finalist with you for that award mm-hmm. then became your roommate. Yep. You guys played together and both were, I think, three and four all-time in Michigan State scoring. That's Liz Schmeck at, at Michigan State. But give me a sense playing with Liz and, and just that relationship, how it developed over the years. Yeah, Liz is an amazing person, an amazing player. She's from a small town um, in Michigan. And um, we ended up playing AU together. And then um, I think I was verbally committed to Michigan State, and I was wanting her to do the same thing. And so it took her a little bit longer, but she ended up committing. And Man, the experiences that we had were just amazing. And um, she's blue collar. She grew up on a farm in northern Michigan. And I'm from a small town, blue collar, you know. So we just hit it off. And um, we were just awesome roommates, you know, teammates, and had a great time. It's incredible, too, because one of the things that's hidden in your bio, because it's loaded with so many accolades, four-time all-academic. Got your kinesiology degree. (laughs) I'm, I'm curious just how you manage that and and maybe what's it like now seeing these student athletes and, and pushing them on both sides, you know, academic and athletic? Right. It was always tough. I mean, time management um, as a college athlete, you know, you practice long hours, you travel, uh, you miss classes, you have to make it up, and you really have to be on top of it. Um, and so that was – I wasn't one that was just, like, super smart and could just not study and then do well. I had to study every night, and so it was, like, time-consuming, you know. And I also wanted to be a great player, and so I was trying to get in the gym and just do everything that I could academically and athletically. You mentioned growing up in a small town in Dansville, Michigan. Mm-hmm. It's sort of the area you're from, about 30 minutes between both schools, Michigan and Michigan State. What's that culture like of being – we live in a small town now in Bowie's Creek. We right. sort of feel it, but just for you personally being in that area, what was that like for you growing up? Um, it was good. Uh, I went to a really small high school. Um, 55 in my graduating class, knew everybody wow. in, in elementary, middle, and high school. 55? Yeah. 
I mean, so literally, you could mm-hmm. you could throw a rock across the room and pretty much find everybody in your graduating class. Yes, uh, very very small, but um, just you know, out in the driveway with my with my dad and brother, and really just working hard um, and trying to get to where I wanted to go. Once you finished your professional career, I saw you started at Texas Tech mm-hmm. as a video coordinator and began yep. your your coaching world. When I think of this Ronnie Fisher staff, I think film study defense and kind of effort and that tenacity you talk about do you think that kind of started for you as a coach just diving into that film for a year and really being that court support staff if you will right um you know honestly I had no idea what I was doing as a video coordinator um they helped me a lot and you know there was a video coordinator on the men's side that helped me a lot but um just doing the breakdown of the film and kind of seeing you know what other teams are doing and what Texas Tech you know women were doing at the time but um, that was kind of a stepping stone to get me into coaching. Um, I knew Christy Curry, the head coach at Texas Tech. She coached at Purdue University, and so I played against her. Um, but I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity for a year at Texas Tech, and then that led me into FIU, which was my first assistant coaching position. And I was at FIU for two years, and then I went to Presbyterian College. Certainly there are some differences just in the, in the towns themselves, but oh, it is yeah. neat to get that perspective i'm always curious too because we, we see you guys on the bus and mm-hmm. you're sitting there you're wa- you have your app up and you're cutting the plays mm-hmm. and you're diagramming certain stuff how complex is that process because obviously we see you play on a thursday right. a, a saturday and a tuesday let's say what's yep. that turnaround time like for you guys yeah you're always watching film as a coach you're always breaking it down and you're always looking ahead to the next opponent um, and making sure you have all their offensive plays know what they're doing defensively and player personnel too is huge and so um, you're always working on, on that game and really trying to get a great game plan together. Are there moments where the kids have ever kind of went up to you during a timeout or something and, and said, wow, coach, you're in your film breakdown before the pregame meal or something. You diagram something, literally I see it right there out of a timeout <laughs> or whatever. No, no, they've never done that, no. But, um, you know, we watch film before games, um, two days before the game, the day before the game, the day of game, and so they have a really good idea of what the other team is doing. I'm kind of shocked because I, I sit there, you just sometimes like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the numbers of the kids, yeah. and if they're left or right-handed just to help us describe it. Right. And then I'll see this, this set they run out of a out, sideline out of bounds play. Yep. And literally I see the exact same play, yep. and the girl gets a layup or something, and it brought me back to the Presbyterian game for a second because they had a, a good post player who snuck in on the backside off a off screen. Uh-huh. And, and every time I could hear you and Ronnie saying, watch out for number whatever the kid's <laughs> yeah. number is, right? And then you're like, hey, Ashlyn, watch out for this. And yeah. A couple times they'd stop, but a couple times they didn't. But right. as a coach, since you were such a prolific player, mm-hmm. what's that like now? You give them the guidance. You give them what they need to know. But at some point, it, it's sort of on them, too. Right. You know, we walk through the plays and, you know, based on our bounds, we know a back screen's coming. And then in the game, you get hit by the back screen. I mean, we all make mistakes, you know, but we try to limit those mistakes. And um, that's why we practice. And that's why we walk through. And that's why we try to show them on film kind of what the other team's doing, too. So you got to really be into the game plan. And um, and if you do make a mistake, you got to shake it off and get the next one. I know only the head coach can stand for long periods on the bench during a game, but with you and Pierre and Megan, we, we see an energy, we kind of see an enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. What are moments that get you the most animated, if you will, on the bench? Yeah, um, just a great play, you know, by our girls, a great defensive stop, a great, you know, diving on the floor, a three-pointer. I mean, all those things get us going. 
and um, we're very competitive and we're very heated over there. We're very into it, and we just want the best for you know our girls and us as coaches. I know she may not be a Lindsey Bowen player in terms of prolific numbers and whatnot, but when you see the stroke that Shy Tooley has, what what thoughts go through your mind? I love Shy. I love how she shoots the ball. Um, she just has a pure stroke, you know, and she looks to shoot it all the time. Do you guys ever do the Larry Bird, uh, Michael Jordan, McDonald's commercial where you're hooping it up from different spots on the court? No, we don't, but I need to challenge her in a three-point contest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to ask you about that. Uh -huh. So, you know, your, your senior year, they have the whole shooting contest and dunk contest and all that before the Final Four. And mm -hmm. You got to compete in the shooting contest and just yep. were ripping shots all over the court. You won the championship in that mm -hmm. tournament. I know for you it, it's it's a, hey, I had my job, I had to shoot, I'm robotic, mm -hmm. I put the shots up from different right. spots, but just to be in that moment and to experience that, uh, how exciting and how rewarding was that for you? It was really fun. Um, I mean, that's what I've done my whole career is to catch and shoot, and, you know, I'm a three-point shooter, and that's what I love to do. And so to get those basketballs off the rack and just shoot them one after another, I mean, that was fun. That was easy. <laughs> So literally, I'm obviously you're a little nervous because you're mm -hmm. on national TV and all that, but it, yeah. it just felt like a regular day in, in practice for you? Yeah, pretty much. I had done it so many times in my in my life and growing up, and I started basketball when I was five on a mini hoop and um, just being out in the driveway with my dad and, and really just getting in the gym all the time and working on that shot. You've talked a lot about role models and icons for you, and, and mm -hmm. in the coaching world, you know, we think of Joanne P. McCauley mm -hmm. now at Duke and, and with her prolific career over the last 30 years of coaching. Yeah. What was her influence like for you? And maybe when you asked her about diving into coaching, what did she recommend as you kind of got started? Yeah, Coach P. was a great coach, fiery, intense, um, competitor. And um, I've always tried to use her as a resource because, like you said, she's been in coaching for a long time and has been an amazing coach, been at, you know, a couple different schools. And she's always tried to help me as much as she could and um, making calls and um, just referencing and recommending me. So she's been awesome. I was going to say, I know we haven't played Duke yet, just mm -hmm. with how the scheduling works, but if it ever worked out that way where Campbell played Duke, what would that first interaction be like with, with you and her on the bench? Yeah, that would be fun um, to be able to play Duke and um, play her, you know, against her. And, um, you know, just like every other game, you got to go out there and compete. And, oh, stop and, it. And have fun. That is such coach talk. I, mean, Lindsay, I, I know what you're saying. I know, <laughs> hey, you know, we're playing Duke, got to follow the scouting report. Yeah. But there are games and there are moments that are bigger than others. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. That would have to be something that would stick up there for you. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be fun to coach against her. I mean, I played on her team, you know, but to be able to go to Duke and play, that would be wonderful, a great experience. Final thing I want to ask you about is, so last season this Campbell team goes on a big run and they get to the tournament final. You're mm -hmm. in the Big South. Take me through Big South final night before you're in Radford, Virginia. What's going through your guys' mind, and, mm -hmm. and how exciting is that knowing, hey, we're we're that one game away from going to the ultimate tournament that we kind of all dream about every year? Right. That was a really fun experience, and um, just all the hard work that our girls put in last year and, you know, playing four games in six days or whatever it was, um, worked really hard to get there, and just to be able to play in that conference championship is amazing. Um, and, you know, we finished, what, the league in, in sixth place and weren't expected to be there, but um, can never count us out because we're always working hard and we're trying our best to play, you know, the best defense. Um, so it was exciting. You know, I, I, I knew going in that we were going to win, you know, and um, that's the confidence you kind of have to have. And we gave it our best and we fell short, but um, that's the goal for this year.
Where does the nickname Elbow come from? Um, just I don't know. I really don't. Just my name, nickname, I guess. So as a player, <laughs> like if you were interacting with your teammates, would they call you Lindsay? Would they call you Elbow? Would they? They call me Bo. Call me Bobo. Call me Elbow. So not sharpshooter. No, <laughs> never that. <laughs> well, Lindsay, I appreciate the time, and and I am curious. Where is your favorite spot on the court? Where's your, like your hot spot? If you gotta just get out there and shoot, where do you like to go? Probably on the wing. Shoot a three on the wing. Yeah. It's interesting. Most three point shooters they love the corners. Yeah, the not so much. Or, huh? Not so much the corners, but the wing in the top area, I would say. Well, Lindsay scored over gosh seventeen hundred points in your career, so we appreciate the time and thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me.